0: Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. I'm excited today to talk to Chandler Meyer about... Jane and the Average North Dakotan. Welcome, Chandler. Thank you, Dan. It's good to be here. Oh, it's wonderful to have you as a guest. I found this book online and I was just magically drawn to the cover. Let's show that cover again. Not only does Jane have on a red dress, she's got a martini, two things that I approve of. So, (laughs) uh, Did you have much say in the cover?
1: Yes, I did. I uh, worked with Atmosphere Press and when I got together with the graphic designer, he said, give me some ideas of what you have in mind. And the whole time I'd been writing this, I was designing the cover in my head and I kept thinking, I want something like the start of Bewitched when they did the animation that was in a, an art deco style. Yes. And so I sent him all these pictures of, of that. And I sent him art deco color palettes and uh, very, clear description of Jane in my head which isn't completely Jane Mansfield but it's it's something close and he came back uh, he came back with something really close the first time uh, there were a few things we had to do like her tits have got to be bigger and they've got to be <laughs> pointier uh, her fingers have to be larger because she looked very uh, very petite and I said Jane is not petite and <laughs> we must have increased the size of her martini glass four times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I approve of that as well. It, it,
1: it needs to look like a bathtub of, of martini, and she can barely hold the thing up.
0: Oh, I love it. Jane is so delicious. I mean, it's it, if you don't like Jane, there's something wrong. I mean, you've written <laughs> you've written such a beautiful character in Jane Thank because you. she's the embodiment of. Every sassy, snappy drag queen that's on point. (laughs) So now I have to ask you, uh, uh, is Jane modeled after you at all?
1: Jane comes from the deep sarcasm that I have in my own sense of humor. Uh, And she gets to say everything that comes to her mind. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> and often because I work alone as a writer, I have few people to say it to. And I don't, I don't bring that out on my husband so much. He's not, he doesn't have quite the same sarcastic sense of humor. Uh so I thought I really want a character who who can say absolutely anything. And the best way to do it is a drag queen.
0: I totally approve if I get to approve. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's talk a little bit about the average north dakotan and in that person that's randy so tell us about randy
1: so randy is named after one of my good friends whose name is randy from north dakota okay and as i was coming up with this story it was based on a short story i wrote a few years ago uh, called that night i ran the high heel race Uh, and that's an annual event in Washington, D.C. I lived right there on 17th Street, so we used to see it all the time. And I wanted to write the story, and I, I, I am from Ohio. And I really didn't want the character to be from Ohio. I didn't want it to be that autobiographical. And I had been talking to Randy, my friend, about, you know, his background, and I just started to think, wouldn't it be funny if our character was from North Dakota because so many people don't know anything about North Dakota. So I thought I can make a lot of the gags in the book about how ignorant people are about North Dakota, not about how ignorant North Dakotans are, because I don't believe that to be true. But I do believe most people are ignorant about North Dakota itself. So I I had several opportunities to do that in the book.
0: (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of cities in this country that have a larger population than North Dakota has. So, you know, when you start looking at it, I think in those types of just simply numbers, it is really staggering if you look at a city like Los Angeles, which probably has two or three times the population that the entire state of North Dakota has. So, but it's so in this, Randy is Lutheran. And I I will tell you that I saw a lot of similarities between my Baptist upbringing and Randy's (laughs) Lutheranism. So, give us a little bit about. Who Randy is? What's Randy's flavor in North Dakota? Randy is, as the
1: book says, the average North Dakotan. There is nothing, and I don't mean that he is like, he is the thing that everybody in North Dakota is like. What I mean is that there is nothing but average about him. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking about that as I was writing the book. Like I, I don't want him to be really good looking, but I don't want him to be unfortunate looking. I don't want him to be too fat or too thin Uh, He doesn't he's he's got a personality that people can like, but he's not the head of the pack. Everything about him was sort of wishy washy. And that gave me the opportunity to write his mother as the strong character who really just said, Randy, I got you. I'm going to take care of you in this life. And it became very easy for him to be the gay boy because mama did everything for him. Mama did everything for his dad. He really was just a a cog in the military wheel, and didn't really care for anything but being told what to do. So Randy doesn't get an opportunity to become himself until he no longer has his parents there. And because, as, as it shows in the book, he is estranged essentially from his brothers and sister, as are his parents, he's suddenly left alone and knows he's gay, kind of most people probably knew he was gay but he just figured he was just going to be an old single man living with his parents for the rest of his life <laughs> never thought about it yeah so that's that's our our average boy who turns out to be 32 and doesn't know what he's going to do in life
0: <laughs> i i you know and i think that someone who is in that that situation i i have friends from high school that Basically, they may not be gay, but they haven't moved 10 miles away from where they grew up their entire life. And I also work with people who still live at home and they're 40, um, because in certain communities, that's simply what you do. Mm
1: -hmm. I think
0: for those of us who sort of burst out on the scene and moved away as soon as possible, I think that's a very different life. But a lot of people don't break out and go. They stay where they're comfortable. And That's sort of what Randy does. And until he gets sort of pushed out of the nest, as you say, when his parents pass away, and then he goes to Washington, Randy did something that I did, which was I sort of spun the globe when I was leaving North Carolina. And Randy (laughs) does his homework about where he wants to go. So what's Randy's probably number one thing for picking a city to move to?
1: I... That's a little bit harder because he has his five criteria that he uses. Uh, But I think his probably his number one criteria, believe it or not, was they could ride on the subway. (laughs) I think he, he, he had this idealized idea of what a big city was like. And as he was making his list of places to go, he became a little more realistic in that he didn't think he could handle New York. And this is where the book has a little bit of autobiographical material in it with me. Uh, When I moved from Ohio, I moved to Washington, D.C. And I I know that it's not where I really thought I was going to go. I thought I was going to go to New York, but I'm glad I never did because I think New York would have eaten me alive and Washington didn't. So it was a good place to be in a big city without being in a big city.
0: I totally understand you 100% because I chose Miami. New York would oh, yeah. was always my number 1, but I at this age I'm so thankful I did not go to New York because yeah. you know, when you're a little boy from the country, it it's it's pretty on television, but it's really overwhelming. It is. It is.
1: And I also wanted uh didn't want Randy to look, or or to say to anyone if you want to live within your community for the rest of your life, that there's anything wrong with that. But for those of us who are gay, most of the time our small towns aren't equipped with enough resources or people who are supporting us to make it possible to have a life there. And back, I mean, you and I are close to the same age. When we were coming out, it, it was you know there wasn't going to be an opportunity to have employment or do things that that people. Um, do openly what people who are straight do. So it really, you had to go to one of those meccas in order to get <laughs>
0: help. You did. And, you know, one of the loveliest things is when Randy's mother says, you know, basically, you've got to go. And she does it in a loving way. And uh, it was, it was a beautiful moment because, you know, she understood her boy and she was at the end of her life and she knew that. But she, she really freed him in a lot of ways because she gave him the permission to do what he really wanted to do. And I thought that was a very beautiful moment.
1: Thank you. Well, she knew she had to because she also knew Randy didn't make any of his own decisions. So she <laughs> made that
0: last decision for him. Yes. So I only want to talk a little bit about MJ because I really want to pinch her head off. Cause All you know, right. I, I have known an MJ or two in my life and she is no one's friend.
1: <laughs> There's tears to that. So, you know, I, I've been criticized in some of the reviews about making some of the characters two-dimensional. And MJ is one of them that, that comes off as that. But what some of these people who probably spent their lives in very large cities don't understand is that MJ is not one person. She's many people put together into one person. Mm-hmm. So the words that come out of her mouth, most of them I've heard from someone. I, I was very much in the, the uh, religious uh, sector when I was growing up. I was a born again Christian and uh, worked in those circles, Campus Crusade for Christ. So I heard those things said mm-hmm. and people who said them thought they were being loving. So I wanted MJ to feel she was being loving and taking care of him, but really she was not.
0: <laughs> I I too have heard everything MJ said at some point in my life. And I do agree with you that, you know, we each get a different flavor based on where we're from. You know, the whole nature nurture thing, but right. nurture is very important in every person's growing up and coming out, whether you're straight or gay or whatever. Right you choose for yourself or whoever you are, I don't want to say choice, but you know, whatever life you choose to do as you grow up, we're all influenced by the MJs of the world. Right, right. And then, so Randy goes to DC and he meets Jane, who um, Jane is so different than everyone else. And yet I feel like Jane is almost the exact same in some ways. I, Don't want to disparage Jane. I think, so Jane comes along at a time where Randy is on his own, and yet he finds someone who basically helps direct his life, which is sort of what he left behind in North Dakota. So I'm
1: going to give away a tiny little piece of this in that this is the second version of the book. Okay. And the first version, uh, Jane was imaginary. Oh, so what we saw was Randy uh, came, came into this and realized he became overwhelmed. And in his, his sense of being overwhelmed, he went out, did the, the high heel race, met the real Jane, went home drunk, woke up the next morning, and that was his savior. And so he created this persona who lived with him for a little while. Now, when I... Uh, took the book to Atmosphere Press, the editors read it and said, eh, this doesn't work so well. We really think Jane needs to be real. So I had a huge rewrite in the book, as you can imagine, to, to go from an imaginary character to a real character. But there are some senses of that in there that how did how did Randy get to that point that he was mm-hmm. so badly in need of someone to take care of him? And throughout the book, you understand... Jane also needs somebody to take care of her, uh, to be, she needs to mother somebody in order to feel she has her place in the world. Uh, so they, they kind of took care of each other.
0: I I love that. And I do, It it is true. They make such a friendship and such a bond in such a, Maybe, well, I think at the end, it's in a very healthy way. I was about to say sort of in an unhealthy way, but it's not, I mean- uh, At times. At times, yes. Jane certainly stretches Randy's imagination of what could be. And I love that because, so in Jane, Jane is fearless, or at least that's what Jane portrays is fearlessness. And so I I love that because I've, I kept thinking to myself, I've met some drag queens in my life who were fearless and they showed me a lot of things that I needed to get over fear being the biggest one of all.
1: Sure. Yeah. Jane, Jane is uh, as a persona fearless, but as, as a human being, we do get to toward the end of the book, know her a little bit, but the, the character of Jane has to be the strength that Randy needs to learn from and so she doesn't always step in for him she often pushes him to do something pushes him pretty hard sometimes but she pushes <laughs> him and i i thought that was that was something randy needed
0: i totally agree and i, I and i think also pushes with love because mm-hmm. what we do see as as the book goes on we really do see that jane is really loving Jane also is fun loving, which is something I like. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, yes, I like this.
1: <laughs> I've had people read the book and say, uh, I thought that there was going to be an alcohol poisoning issue here because of the amount of, Im- of imbibing that people did. And I said, you know, it's a fiction book. They can drink as much as they damn well please.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And some of us might have tried some of those martinis. So, you know, it just mine just might not have been in one glass. It might have been in multiple glasses. Sure. But I I I mean, I I I feel like Jane and I could hang out. So <laughs> but I think Jane would have to send me home and lift her Uber for sure. <laughs> something that's so cute about randy is and i think you'll recognize this from growing up religious that i was taught that every date was a potential mate and i think in a lot of restrictive religions um, a date is there's so much importance put on it that you know you could one misstep and you could be with the wrong person the rest of your life and if you are a romantic as randy is those, those things keep looping in your mind. And that was one of the layers of Randy that I loved so much because I felt like I, I got Randy. I knew who he was. Yeah. I always Did felt you? the same way when I was dating. I, I,
1: it was like, Oh, this, this could be the one and I have to be really careful. But, uh, as I've gotten older, you know, my husband and I've been together for 28 years. So it's, it's, it's been a long time since I was on the dating circuit, but the, um, Jane uses Jane says, uh every time a little jizz flies, you think that you're you're walking down the aisle or something along that that order. And that's so true because we conflated, you know, somebody who just wanted to go to go to bed with us was was our next life partner mate. And many of those guys were not at all. That's not what their intent was. Uh and I think that Randy needed to learn that.
0: Yeah. And I but I think um, because I'm curious. So in people who talk to you about this, do you have many people who sort of rag on Randy or do you have more people who say, I understand him? I felt the same way growing up uh, in that, you know, every date is a potential mate type of thing. What what's the audience perception of that?
1: I haven't had anybody say anything about that particular part of it. You're the first one to sort of bring that up uh but what i have been surprised by is the number of people who absolutely fell in love with randy and i i was they were touched by randy in a way that i i was writing a funny book i was having the best time with jane and randy was a lot more of my own personality than than uh i probably realized and you know until the book was over but i uh I was surprised by how many people just fell in love with Randy, and they were rooting him on and, and wanted him to win. And uh, so, I I think that was my biggest my biggest thing when hearing back from other people.
0: I'm I'm really happy to hear that because I Randy gives us someone to really really root for, and I think oftentimes when someone is writing a humorous book, uh, it's great for the Jane's humor is is spot on and perfect. But Randy is somebody you want to root for. I mean, there were times where I truly snorted with laughter and laughed out loud. And there were some places where, you know, I, I felt so tender for Randy that I was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is a tough situation. And but I loved all of it, though.
1: Well, I, I will tell you, there's only one completely true situation in the entire book. OK. And it happens when Randy goes to JR's. And anybody who has ever been to D.C. knows where J.R.'s is and, and what it's been forever and ever. My first time going to J.R.'s, I was all by myself. I had been in Washington for only a matter of a, a few weeks, I suppose. Um, and I went in there and I was 27 years old and I was going to find, you know, the, the, the love of my life and all of that. Mm-hmm. What looks on to me is a man who is up close to my current age. And he would not let go. He followed me around all night and he wouldn't stop talking to me. And I had to put that in the book. Now, Randy handles it much better because Jane had already taught him how to do that. For me, I couldn't. I ended up just making an excuse and going back home because I didn't know how to extricate myself from the situation otherwise. Uh, but that one is the one that's that's real. It happened to me in, right along the window is at JR's.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there is... Uh... To use a term from the book, I don't think fresh meat has ever been into a bar like that. That that hasn't happened at some time. You know, I I remember having to push a fella early on. I mean, not pushing down, but I had to literally take my hand and push him back several feet and say to him, "You have got to leave me alone," because yeah. he was not intending. I mean, I look. You know, I look back in retrospect that it's a nice compliment that he thought I was that nice looking or whatever, but it was creepy as hell because it's like, you know, I've already said no, like 18 times. (laughs) Right. Right. So just a little shout out again for North Dakota. So, you know, Randy's from Minot and, you know, their little slogan is why not Minot? I don't
1: know if it's theirs, but (laughs)
0: Oh, actually, that was an ad campaign for them. For was it really? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. I have a girlfriend that's originally from Minot. Oh, yeah. That that was a big thing for them. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Chandler, this has been so fun. Do you it have a website? Been. or? Thank you. Do you have a website or social media you'd like to share?
1: Website is easy. It's just ChandlerMeyer.com. All right. And you can find out all about how to get my book on my website. It's That's about all it's dedicated to at this point. And I'm also, the only web, uh, social media I do is Instagram. Uh, okay. And that's Chandler, Chandler Meyer author uh,
0: on Instagram. Perfect. Um, again, the book is Jane and the Average North Dakotan is by Chandler Meyer. Thank you so much, Chandler, for joining me. This has been Thank so you. fun. I've had a great time, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. Hang on for me just a second. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.